Hello. My phone suggested that I record and I was thinking about it, so it's definitely reading my mind. What is up, my lovely people? It's Valkyrie Holmes, and welcome back to You're Not Special, the podcast where we dive deep into some old audio diaries from a while back and analyze them, laugh at them, cry with my past self, and reminisce in all of the crazy stuff I used to do back then, as well as reflect on how I've changed. Thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate it. Uh, Got a little bit of a shorter one here for today, but it's a good one and the last one, in fact. Uh, It's been really cool. Again, diving deep into these uh, diaries. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's been it's been nice. It's it's been really good, and especially now at a time where I feel like the projects that I'm working on are growing, and me as a person is just transforming a little bit. It's a very interesting uh, period in my life. I I feel like me going back and listening to these has really been uh, a bit of just a checkpoint. It's been. A really interesting year and a half and uh, it's insane how much one person can change in so little time uh, so just thank you so much for supporting me through everything and um, I hope you're having a good day and uh, just remember that you already know what I'm gonna say you're not special so sit back relax and enjoy um, it has been a while since I've recorded and, you know, I've been living life kind of, my weight hasn't gone up, but it hasn't gone down either. I'm good throughout the week, and then on the weekend I binge, and I'm right back up where I started. So, I've been researching into fasting again. And tomorrow, I'm going to fast for as long as I possibly can. Now, I'm not usually one for giving up, but it seems like that is a very reoccurring trend when it comes to food. Might be genetics, might be my lack of willpower, although I don't think it's that. I think it's just something that is different mechanically in my body and in my mind but through TKS I've been I've been exploring what it means to be an innovator exploring what it means to really dedicate yourself to a piece of work and I just gotta full send it I just gotta do it. This recording took place a solid month after last week's deep dive. A solid month after I gave myself a big talk to change my habits and shift how I thought about food and fasting and uh, my diet in general. I was slowly making some changes to the way I thought about my diet and exercise, but the shift hadn't fully happened yet or developed. Uh, I was still developing it um, and would continue to do so for the first uh, few months until everything I had been working on uh, snowballed. 
That isn't to say that it's not going to happen that same way for everyone, but my binge weekend slowly dissipated and I got to a healthy place gradually. And I realized that I kept saying that I was waiting for that shift, uh, that quote unquote, uh, like just that moment that everything clicks. Uh, But it was a very, very slow process. Don't expect things to happen right away because that's really not how life works. This was one of the weirdest points of my weight loss or health journey just because it was the final straw, the final attempt at trying my broken system before I would finally switch to something new. This was it, but I didn't know it yet. I thought that it was just another time I was going to try and nothing was really going to happen and I was just going to keep trying things until something worked. And thankfully it did. I thought it was my lack of willpower. I thought it may be genetics, I thought that my mind and body was different than everyone else's, but remember, I'm not special, and neither are you. The Knowledge Society was one of the reasons I internalized that message, and it really helped me out in the long run. I was doing research sprints and learning about things that I actually liked, and making strides to do what I actually wanted to do, and throughout that, I didn't have as much time to think about food, and think about how much exercise I was missing or how much exercise I was actually doing. I didn't have as much time to stress about eating or not eating or exercising and I just lived for the first time in such a long time. TKS has brought me a lot of things but that's probably one of the biggest ones. Um, I genuinely think that it unknowingly helped me overcome my eating disorder just by showing me what possibilities there were and I will just continuously uh, be grateful for that. And Eating takes up so much time, preparing the food, and cooking the food, and then putting it all away, and actually sitting down to consume the food. It's probably like an hour, hour and a half that I could be playing piano, or doing something productive. So this week, I'm going to get completely caught up on everything, and also get more piano in, Especially get my cello in and just full send it for this week. Especially since this week is the AI hackathon for TKS, which means I need to get my shit together because I have an article to write and I have a presentation script to write along with all my other homework and studying for a math test Friday and blah, 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 blah. I start out this clip by saying that eating takes up too much time. That's completely wrong. (laughs) That's really wrong. Um, If you're new to the series, uh, you don't know, but uh, for everyone that's been here for a little while, um, a lot of the stuff I say here is just wrong. Um, Eating takes up a lot of time when that's all you're thinking about. Uh, And when all that you're thinking about is food, it takes up uh, many hours of the day in your head, Uh, not necessarily as much of time um, in real life. Uh, Now, I probably spend 30 to 45 minutes actually eating and making food today. Uh, How? I don't really think about it. I eat what my body is craving, and luckily I've trained it to eat a lot of whole foods that have good nutrients in them, and I have things prepared and ready to go and don't give it more space in my head than it needs to. Uh, This right here was the start of my productivity and multitasking setup. For those who know me, you would know that I'm not a procrastinator at all. My friends will all second that, even though, uh, like, even before I was doing my own projects. I would do my homework at lunch and never socialize until I was done with everything a week, two weeks in advance. It was a really solid system that led me to being really proactive, but 
that was just the surface. Over the last year, I've built up my multitasking habit so much to the point where I've actually had to unlearn some behaviors to be able to focus on one thing at once. Uh, There was a point last year where I started working so much every day and couldn't handle doing less than two to three things at once. Was it productive? Yes. Was it sustainable? Hell no. But that's how you learn. And learning, I would. Another big thing about last year was I got some pretty big wins. And at least for me at the time, uh, I felt like I had competed in a ton of competitions and done everything I could and still wasn't winning or getting recognized. And as a teenager who worked so hard at things and wanted to prove to people that she could succeed, uh, it was really stressful and often discouraging when I saw that uh, what I was working on so hard wasn't coming out the way that I wanted it to. Uh, And then came the AI hackathon. This was the first competition that I competed in that I really truly saw a lot of growth in and was something that I was genuinely proud of. I I formed a team of lovely girls, shout out to Amy and Jolie, um, who helped put together a presentation on a VR curriculum to teach biology to kids. We pitched and ended up winning an award at the end of the hackathon, and this was one of the first times that I felt like I didn't just contribute to something bigger that I actually cared about, but I had really taught someone something. And then I was actually recognized for the work that I had put in, the work that we all had put in. And from that moment on, I was in constant competition with myself to find the next best thing. And while it was grueling at times, it's the reason why I'm traveling to Miami and New York and California and talking to hundreds of impressive people and becoming a more impressive person myself. And it's the reason why I love doing the things that I do. I honestly couldn't have asked for anything more. So, honestly, I have no time to eat. And I don't need to eat. There's enough fat on my body that I can fully utilize. And if me exercising and just existing, like that is 2,000 calories, it'll take me a day or two days to burn a pound of fat. And that's not even counting the probably three pounds of water weight I'm going to lose. I ate regular today, but yeah, I'm going to do it because in order to meet my goal, I have to sacrifice things. I have to sacrifice time, relaxation, and in this case, food. Yes, sometimes you need to sacrifice things for the greater good, but there's a fine line between sacrifice and pure insanity. I was sacrificing literal nutrition, meals upon meals, and when I look back at it, the boy wasn't really the biggest issue. There was a small part of me that wanted to look good for him, but it was the people part in general that really bugged me. I was convinced that everyone was paying attention to it, paying attention to my body, and I later learned that it wasn't something that came to mind at all. Uh, I was just starting my grind streak, but when I was in the midst of it, I never forgot to eat. I fueled my body accordingly and made sure I got enough of the basic resources to keep me on that grind. And I know the whole rise and grind thing isn't for everyone, but when I was in it, I knew something had to change about my lifestyle and made those changes to fit my goals. 
my goals uh, are constantly changing now. And um, at the time, it was pretty stressful trying to figure out what I wanted to do, what my future was. And I was not always a spontaneous person. I wouldn't even really consider myself spontaneous now. I think I just do more spontaneous things. Um, not nearly enough to classify myself as such. Um, but it really is uh, just really interesting to look back and see what the actual uh, like mental state I was in did for my productivity, did for my nutrition. Uh, like I said, everything kind of like regulated itself in the end. But again, that took a lot of, a lot of time. Um, it's, it's just, it's just interesting to me. Um, like I said, I, uh, came back from a trip to Miami a little while ago, and I'm actually about to leave again for California to go to Silicon Valley to do some pitch workshops for the Moonshot Pirates Hackathon. And while I was in Miami, uh, there were a few things that I noticed, um, about, the environment that I was in and just me in general and how much that I've actually learned about myself. Uh, the first thing is I don't really like Miami. <laughs> um, and let me explain to you why. Um, when I was in New York, there is this energy in New York that is unmatched uh, to any, it's not comparable to any place that I've ever been ever. Um, and I think it's because when people go to New York, there's this energy of I have to get things done, it's fast-paced, it's moving, and um, I was talking to this lady who was uh, just recently graduated from a business school in MIT, and she was living in New York, and she was telling me that, you know, New York is a networking city. You talk to someone, and you immediately are thinking about the skills that they have, and how that can benefit you, or your company, or your family, or anything, and it's automatically, you're trying to find connections places. Uh, and while that could be a double-edged sword, um, it, it definitely could be good or bad um, in terms of, like, you know, people taking advantage of you. Um, but the way that I saw it when she first mentioned it to me is, you know, I'm at this point in my life where I want to make as many connections as possible. I want to continue to grow my network and, uh, like, work with interesting people that have different perspectives than me. And New York is just filled with that energy of people wanting to get shit done and wanting to do cool shit and it's just a really invigorating environment um and then you get to miami and like vegas uh miami is a party city you know you don't go to miami to work you go to miami to get drunk and mess around and just do whatever you want to do which again fair enough like you can do whatever you want to do it's not me putting down anyone that lives in miami or goes to miami or anything um I just don't think that it's the environment that uh, fits my goals right now, you know? And um, it's just interesting that I was finally able to pinpoint that. I feel like a year and a half ago, I would have left Miami not really knowing why I didn't like it, not being able to pinpoint it, because it wasn't one thing in Miami that I didn't like. Everything kind of worked out the right way. There was no bad experience inherently that made it so that I was like, oh, screw Miami, I don't want to live here, I don't want to be here, whatever. It was just a general vibe that I wouldn't have been able to pick up on if I wasn't listening to my body and uh, what I was saying to myself and um, just noticing little things. Um, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, and another thing about uh, being in Miami, specifically about being at the convention, for those of you who don't know, I was in Miami for Decentral 
which is a crypto convention in Miami, um, right before Art Basel. And uh, while I was in Miami uh, at this convention, I talked to so many different people, and it was so interesting how people are good. People inherently want to see you succeed. They want to see you grow. They want to help you in your growth. Um, They really do care. And that's not to say everyone. That's not to say everyone in your life or everyone in my life is caring in that same way. But I think human beings have this general nature about them that makes them want to help others. And I think that is so, so amazing. And I haven't been able to recognize it until this month where... You know, everyone in the crypto community is uh, pretty insane Um, just because there's so much going on and there's so much to keep up with. And you either talk to someone in the crypto space and they are like super chill, like really down to earth, but just like very monotone, like uh, held back a little bit. Or you talk to someone in the crypto space and they're bouncing off the walls. They're like so excited about projects. They want to give you all their information. They want to do all this stuff. And every time it's a positive experience, you know. But there's two different kinds of people, and um, it's just both people want you to succeed. People want others to grow and make money in the space and really develop a solid knowledge for web development and uh, and just growing their network and NFTs and everything, you know? Um, and it was just really refreshing uh, to kind of confirm my hypothesis of, you know, you know humans want the best for each other. Most humans, I won't say all, but most humans genuinely care about other humans and they want to see everyone succeed. Um, I don't know. It's just an interesting thing that I uh, heard about and I wanted to kind of elaborate on it in the last episode of this podcast. But um, another thing I wanted to talk about is uh, the fact that even though I'm not spontaneous, um, I wanted to do a little piece on spontaneity. Uh, which means that I wanted to get back into video production a little bit. So I have recently started a YouTube channel. Um, I will put it in the description of this podcast. Um, It's called Little Bird. And uh, for those of you who don't know, um, when I was a small child, um, I used to uh, stay with my grandmother when my mom and dad would work. And the Polish word for food, or I think it's like food or eat, is oma. And so when I was little and I wanted food, I would go, Oma, 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 like with my mouth open like a little bird. And now my dad just calls me Little Bird. And that's my little nickname. And I love it so much. And it's a very near and dear thing to my heart. Um, And so that is the story behind the name, if anyone is interested. But I uh, wanted to do a little piece on spontaneity and thought I would put it on this YouTube channel. And if you are interested, you can go watch that. Um, But if not, Thank you so much for watching. Um, While this is the end of the series, there will be more to come shortly. Thank you for sticking with it. Thank you for enjoying or not enjoying it. I mean, either one helps. And it's been really awesome to go back through these and share them with people who might be able to take something from them. Uh, It's been a wild ride, but in the end, the roller coaster was worth the wait. So remember, you're not special, but you can be revolutionary if you put your mind to it. And I truly, truly mean that and want the best for everyone listening. Uh... And please keep me updated. Send me emails. Do whatever you want to do. Um, it's it's really awesome just to see all of it. So uh, thank you again, and I will see ya.